Well, hello and welcome to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish about everything kink every month. We come out on the last day of the month with a new episode. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all our supporters and our listeners. We've been getting some amazing feedback that you guys are loving the podcast, and we are so unbelievably grateful and thankful that you're here. We're happy to be here, and I wanted to introduce my partner in crime, Hi. Mistress Gabrielle. Hello, uh, I'm Gabrielle. Nice to uh, have you all join us again for this episode. I'm so glad, uh, as Midnight Lady just said, that everybody is participating and getting back to us and giving us uh, the um, uh, feedback that we so much want. We want you to question, throw your questions at us, to comment. Uh, you can email us at any time at tkw at twokinkywomen.com. And uh, you can sign up for our email newsletter and get your free downloadable Beginner's Guide to Kink. We also do a monthly infographic depending upon our topic. So you don't want to miss that either. Uh, find us at our homepage, twokinkywomenpodcast.com. And we have another little fun thing on our uh, homepage, which is the diary. We have Midnight Ladies uh, diary entries and very soon to come. In fact, uh, probably has been there already for a bit of a while. Excerpts from Mistress Gabrielle's diary. Now that is hot. They're both hot. So in any event, uh, we're so glad that you are here today. We've got a great topic today. Terrific, terrific topic. Something that is very, very close to my heart for this episode. Midnight Lady and I are going to talk about service submission, finding your dominant through service, making yourself valuable or in the scene. Or invaluable, exactly, in the scene. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to start off probably today by um, expanding on our topic, what is service? I know that uh, Midnight Lady... Uh, is very anxious uh, to hear a lot of this. She's heard it before, but I think she wants to hear it from me again. And I'm very glad to be able to provide it. So what is service? What is service? What are the types of service? What are the differences between this kind of service and that kind of service? Tell us a little bit about the fantasy versus the reality. Tell us about male submissives uh, as opposed to female submissives, uh, submissives providing service. Lots of things we can talk about. We can talk about the skill set. We can talk about anticipatory service. We're going to give you some examples that you can really work with to find your value as a service submissive. I'd like to, uh, let's begin then with um, different types of service. What is service? What is What are the uh, different types of service? Well, you can uh, provide uh, something that I excel at, anticipatory service. Ah. Where you anticipate your dominance needs. Uh, if you're... Um, Let's say your dominant is hypoglycemic or diabetic. You bring along, just in case, 
It's a just-in-case kind of a thing. You bring along snacks. You bring along insulin. You bring along test strips. You bring... You may never need them, but if he says, oh, I'm feeling a little blood sugary. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. I'm, I need a little snack. You're ready. You are. You don't have to go out to, you know, CVS or, or the Quickie Mart or somewhere to go buy snacks and bring them back. You already have snacks. And you don't have just, like, any old snacks. You have things that you know he will eat that will solve his current situation. You anticipate. All he has to say is, oh, I have a little bit of headache. He doesn't have to say, can you get me some aspirin? All he has to say is, I have a little bit of a headache. I'm feeling a little congested. And you can set, whip out your, well, I have Motrin, I have Tylenol, I have Aleve. I have uh, decongestant. And that's great. That's just terrific. With water. You don't just give him some pills and say, here you go. (laughs) And then he has nothing, no way to take. Yeah, those little tiny bottles of water come in handy. Yeah, so it's it's anticipating, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Right. So providing service means that you are taking uh, an action to improve the dominance life. You can do cleaning, you can do making coffee, you can chauffeur your dominant, or any other type of uh, activity. Skill. Yard work. That's right. That your master or your mistress or your dominant requires. Many, many, many variations. Anticipatory service is something that is wonderful. When things just come without a whole bunch of uh, explanation and requirements or whatever, but you're always there to provide it, Wow, because you know you can anticipate your dominant, your mistress, your master, human beings who have issues. Be ready to address those issues. It's a wonderful thing. It really is. You could be, uh, use your strengths. Absolutely use your strengths. If you suck at cooking, don't make his meals. Uh, But if you excel, let's say, at... um, Accounting. Balance his checkbook for There you go. Or if you excel at planning. See, I'm an excellent planner. So I plan all of our events. I do all of them. Because right. I excel at that. Right. Don't do the things that you're bad at. Right. Do the things that he needs that you're good at. Now, there are things, however, that you can learn. Oh, of and course. And you can learn to do a lot of different things uh, by watching others attending events. Um, I'll give you an example of one of the most uh, helpful, useful, and impressive activities you can provide in terms of being of service, and that is serving at a party, any kind of a party. Mm -hmm. But from my world, uh, particularly a tea party, okay? And the way you do that, the way you provide service at uh, at something like this, are, are, are Many, many, many different ways. All different kinds of things that you can do. You can do it as a man in a tuxedo. And you are a major domo at a party. That's somebody with experience and knows what to expect. You can be a butler. You can serve. You can open the door. You can allow the guests in and take their coats. You can do so many different things. 
Point being, you have to be willing to want to learn what those things are. And if you go to events, oh, um, I'd say like Tesfest or Brimstone or Floating World or things like that, there are events that are going on and you're required, if you're going to serve, to go to a training class. I would mm-hmm. suggest that both submissives and dominants attend a uh, party training class where you can learn what it is that you should be doing. There are other ways to learn the skill set as well. Uh, one of my dear friends uh, for ages and ages, who is a service submissive and uh, also a, um, a sissy maid, it's another type of service provider, which I'll tell you about in a minute or two, has um, a class. Uh, actually, I think it's a, a several day class called the Sissy Maid Academy. And what she does is that she has um, uh, the people who wish to learn these service skills come in for a long weekend and they learn everything there is to know from uh, how to boil a proper cup of tea to uh, perhaps what to wear, uh, what to say, what not to say, the courses at a party, what to do with somebody's coat etc., etc., right from the bottom, right up to the top mm. of what service is and how it is provided. It's a skill set for service. You can learn it. You, you can find out about it. You can watch, believe it or not, even television to figure out how to do it. One of our favorite television shows. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Who's not familiar with the imperious... Mr. Carson, mm. who is the butler, okay? Wasn't he something? Absolutely. Absolutely. Haven't seen it? Go see a couple of uh, couple of episodes of Downton Abbey and see how he is so um, invested in his position of pride. Yes. So what does this mean? This means that when we provide service and we are rewarded with just a very sincere thank you, or, boy, you're wonderful, I wish you were mine, okay? Or, do you think your owner would lend you out? I mean, these are wonderful, wonderful things. And this also shows um, the people at at, uh, at, a, at a party, the invitees, essentially how valuable a person you are. And I would take pride in that. And that's what we see with Carson mm-hmm. in Downton Abbey. We see the pride that he takes in being able to run the household. And what he does on that rare occasion where he makes a mistake, you could see that he is just devastated. Absolutely. Like, he takes so much pride in providing stellar, almost perfect service. And, of course, uh, the household could not run without him. Mm. And the housekeeper. I forget her name. Do you remember her name? I can't, I can't, can't remember. remember her name either. I mean, either. She was just terrific. Which absolutely is terrible. terrific. And the household will not run. They are essentially uh, managers by another name. Okay, that's the kind of service they provide. And I have another um, uh, television program, which I think people might be interested in seeing. This one's from quite a few years ago. It's called Upstairs, Downstairs. Yep. And if you are a I PBS see. user... User, PBS viewer, <laughs> you're going to know upstairs, downstairs, and you won't see much of it before you are introduced to Hudson, Hudson the butler. And again, Hudson is the chief of everything downstairs, 
That's the butler. The butler's in charge of everything. He acts as a major domo along with the housekeeper. So if you need some uh, ideas on how to approach the uh, character of a service submissive, you can't go wrong in checking those two out. Now, it is, of course, uh, these are English, uh, British uh, people where service is uh, a profession which is extraordinarily well thought of because even the upper classes are very wary of the fact that, uh, oh, yeah, maybe they have the inherited money, but they won't be able to run that household without the butler and the housekeeper. And that is what is critical. So what are the types of service besides anticipatory service and the kinds of things that we see uh, the uh, service staff on Downton Abbey and upstairs downstairs doing? Well, we can serve our master, our mistress, our dominant by showing up and um, preparing, preparing a scene. Go downstairs. Like, make sure the dungeon is cleaned up and nice. Why does your dominant have to do that? That's something you should want to do, to be of service. Clean it up. Make it look nice. Do whatever it is your dominant would like. Make sure the, the toys are clean. Make sure there's enough condoms. Make sure there's chucks. Make sure there's sanitizing wipes. Make sure there's enough lube. Um, if you need... And like your snuggle blanket. Make sure things are there. Uh, If he wants to use certain bondage, because that was something he had said, I want to use the pink bondage cuffs. Make sure those are available. Make sure they're they're out. You know, like keep that in mind uh, that you want to over-deliver. You want to make yourself valuable. You really want to make yourself valuable. You want to make make yourself uh, the kind of person who is always uh, uh, welcomed because they're glad to see you. They know that you're going to help out. Service can be cleaning the house, that you come to your mistress's house once a week. Now, it's very important. We always stress communication. Uh, you are going to, it's your first time you're going to serve at a tea party. Um, You have to communicate to the head of the house, the owner of the house, or the hostess of the tea party. You have to communicate to her or him what it is you'll do and what it is you won't do. You can say, I can make beautiful pastries and quiches and things, but God, please don't make me serve. Please don't make me stand in front of people. Absolutely. And that is totally acceptable. But you have to let them know. Right. I'm really good at greeting people at the door and smoozing, but I can't carry a tray to save my life. Here's another example. A male dominant that uh, we have at our house um, does not like to serve men. There's something about it that just turns him off. Now, he will stand behind me, my chair, at a tea, and make sure that I am taken care of beautifully, but he will not serve other men. Now, this is an agreement. Yes. That's his hard limit. Do you accept that? Well, yeah, I've chosen Absolutely. to accept that. Somebody else might say, well, if you're not going to serve, then we don't need your need your help. But I like the idea 
of opening up somebody, okay, to the experience of service because it makes me so happy. I'm going to be so appreciative to my service submissive, okay? I'm going to treasure this girl or boy. There's no question about it. And this girl or boy might say, ooh, you know what? Maybe I'll expand my skill set. Maybe I'll do more than I thought I might do. Uh-huh. Or maybe not. You might say to me, Mistress, instead of serving at a tea party, can I um, clean and power wash the deck? And I would say, you sure can. Okay? Now, what if you're a sissy maid? Okay? Sissy maids, um, um, generally speaking, by virtue of the name sissy maid, they generally come ready to appear as their alter ego. Entertain. Entertain, absolutely. Many of them are very, very talented and really know how to serve because they've been doing it for a long time. The sissy maids that serve our house and our tea parties have been doing it for years. They know exactly what it is we want. And in fact, what we generally do is pick a head sissy maid or a major domo, depending on whether or not they want to be... um, uh, considered a male or female during the role play, okay? And that person will make sure everything in the kitchen is going the way it should be. One of the things we definitely want to do when we entertain, a la Downton Abbey and upstairs, downstairs, is not be in the kitchen with the servers making sure everything is going on. We won't be out with our with our guests, with our company, and we want to be able to have that sissy maid who is a little bit more experienced than anybody else, or a lot more, actually be the person who is running the kitchen. So I, I have a, a, a question or a situation. The It's a new server, new uh, server at the tea party, and... You say to them, the only thing that hasn't been done is the bathroom. Can you go clean the bathroom? Well, they pitch a hissy fit because they they are not cleaning bathrooms. How would you handle someone who wasn't clear with what they were willing to do and not do? And then when you gave them something they didn't want to do, they had a hissy fit. It does happen. It's unfortunate, but it does happen. And that's because the negotiation was not complete uh, to begin with. And that's something we need to remember whenever we do anything scene-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay? Whether we're pick-up play at an event, whether we need somebody to help us at a tea party, whether or not somebody says, I want to help you clean your house, whatever it happens to be, you need to know what their limits are. And they need to know what you expect. So there's negotiation involved in every type of scene activity. You've got to know somebody's skill set. Anybody who says to me, I will not clean a bathroom, generally speaking, is not of service as far as I'm concerned. Why? I'll clean a bathroom. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay? I'm not asking you to take a toothbrush all right, and clean a toilet bowl with a toothbrush. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to be of service because we're going to have guests over, okay? And that's why I need your help. A service submissive does whatever he or she can do to make life easier for the dominant. If you are not willing to do that, then you cannot consider yourself a service submissive. Yet, you do have limits, you're a human being. We respect that. But let us know ahead of time. Yes, because you can. 
instead of having that hissy fit, that service submissive could have taken you, you know, said, could I speak to you privately for a Absolutely. moment? Absolutely. Take you and say, um, cleaning bathrooms is a trigger, is triggering for me. Is there something else I might do? Um, you know, there might be trauma or some abuse. People or are people. They have know. all different reasons. So, yeah. like for, so, here's, here's, a, here's an example of something. Very, very simple, okay? Service submissive says, I don't want to I don't want uh, vacuum because I feel very uncomfortable vacuuming. Why? Well, they had some kind of traumatic experience with their stepmother years ago or something. And every time he hears the blast of a vacuum cleaner, he freaks. I mean, I don't want that in my living yes. room either. Okay, so let's talk about what it is you can do. Right. Communicate that. Though. Right. Absolutely. He has to because right. you don't know. There's no way you could have known. Right. It's all about negotiation. Now, these a lot of these things also can be taught as part of a scene activity. And then the fear or the triggering or whatever it happens to be can disappear as well as long as it's handled right. Now, a tea party is not a scene. Correct. It is. A tea party is not a play party. No, it's not. It's a work environment. There might be play after the tea party, conceivably, more likely than not. There, There is play after the tea party, depending on where you're at. And, you know, it doesn't have to be immediate after play either. I was at a tea party uh, a couple of months ago. It's a lovely, lovely tea party. It's actually like a little bit of a wedding reception. It was just absolutely terrific. And one of the sissy maids there I hadn't seen for ages, and that particular sissy maid... Um, I've known him for years, and um, uh, he was there at the party. I was so happy to see him because I always loved him dearly, but he was otherwise engaged with another dominant, and I would never poach. Never, never, never. That's a whole other subject. But in any event, <laughs> when I when he made it clear to me that he was no longer in service to any one particular person, right then and there we made a play date for the next time he'd be in town. It was just terrific. It was wonderful. And uh, the thing is, um, these things can happen. They can happen all the time. So what do you get out of it? Well, you get the admiration and thanks from your dominant. You're treasured by your dominant. If you are, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful service submissive at the house by, uh, by, um, uh, uh, by the name of, uh, I think it's Stephanie. So in any event, Stephanie is just a remarkable person. Stephanie is there once a week, cleaning the dungeon, cleaning the living room, cleaning the bathrooms, everything else. Now, Stephanie is very service-oriented. Stephanie also has a partner. Uh, Stephanie's married. And Stephanie does not want to have intimate relationships with anybody except her partner. And her partner doesn't get the kind of service that Stephanie wants to give because her partner's just not into it. And that happens, okay? So instead, Stephanie gives us this service, gives us at the house this particular service. And Stephanie's not into play, okay? Because she's monogamous with her partner, which is lovely, okay? But Stephanie thrives, thrives under the acknowledgement of her beautiful legs in stockings, the fact that Stephanie can wear high heels all day long, <laughs> that oh. Stephanie always looks gorgeous, and Stephanie is, shall we say, an absolute gem. All different types of varieties. This is a person who obviously is just 
would have been a perfect person back in the days of upstairs, downstairs, because she would have gotten paid for it too. Now, do we pay her? No, we don't pay her in money, but what we do is we include her as a member of our house. And that's pretty good, okay? Because I have to say, we are extremely judicious in who we approve as a member of our house. So she's a member of our house. We love her, we appreciate her. When we find out that she is available, we're thrilled. And not only will she clean indoors, but she also is a Ms. Fix-It. And she also likes to do, here we go, lawn work. So what's the appreciation? Well, I cook for her. There you go. How's that? She loves potato pancakes. Well, guess what? Nobody makes them better than I do. And so I make potato pancakes for our service submissive. And I'm very happy to do it. You are providing a service. I am providing the service because a service was provided to me. And you can't, as a service submissive, expect a quid pro quo. It doesn't work that way. But if you deserve something, what do you get out of it? You're going to get what you want out of it because you've made yourself valuable. Yes. Without expectation. And that's the key. You have made yourself valuable. That is the key right there. Your dominant trusts you that you're not in it for the short game. That there isn't a, this is for me, this is for you. This is for me, this is for you. There's no tit for tat. You know, sometimes you might toil for a couple of weeks and then several nice things happen to you uh, that reward you that week. And then you might go another week or two with you know providing service that whole time so it's it's again it's a mindset it's not a well you do this for me i'll do that for you and and if you're not going to do that for me then i'm not going to do for you kind of a thing and i think that that's where the mindset is the mindset is this is it's not an activity that we do on weekends it it's a mindset. It's it, a mindset. It's so important to, to, to consider this and to remember that um, what you get out of it is the pleasure of a job well done, the appreciation of women or men you admire, uh, the introduction at the end of a tea party of your uh, uh, terrific staff is definitely something you should do as a dominant when you have a party. Um, all of these people have helped and made it what it is and the very least they deserve is that recognition. Now, I believe you can go a little bit too far with that kind of stuff too. Because a tea party or dinner party, uh, particularly if it's a high protocol, dinner party is not a play party. I really don't want sissy maids or anybody else for that matter to leave little cards around on the table saying this is how you can thank a sissy maid by reaching your hand underneath his dress and jiggling his bells, so to speak. Or uh, giving him a couple of really good uh, slaps on the uh, on the ass when you pull down his lace panties. No, that's not what a tea party is. Okay, a tea party is a return to gracious living, and that doesn't include play at the tables. But afterwards, well, it's very possible all bets are off. But the expectation of a quid pro quo is going to get you into trouble. 
Okay? So if you're sincere and you want to provide that service and you have certain skills and you want to be of value, that's the way to go after it. But don't expect a reward. Okay? You're going to get one, but don't expect it. Because what's going to happen is the gratitude of helping your dominant do what is important to them, you're going to be you're going to be very much valued. Do you find that there is a huge difference between the reality of service and the fantasy of service? Isn't that unfortunate, the, but yes. The, oh, mistress, I get this a lot. Oh, mistress, I want to serve you. What can I do, mistress, to serve you? And then you give them something rather simple and benign, and they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not really horny right now. Right, right. I'll do it when I'm horny. I'll give you a very good example of this, okay? Um, the the fantasy versus the reality. A uh, couple of examples. Here's one. Uh, I want to service you. Not I want to be of service to you or provide service to you, but I want to service you, okay? It's two totally distinct things, okay? And if a fellow who thinks that he's uh, applying as a service submissive is now talking about how he wants to service me, I know we are definitely off on the wrong foot, and I'll cut it off right at that moment in time, okay? That's not what we are talking about. Is it a possibility? Well, sure, anything is, okay? You know, uh, develop a connection with a dominant male or female. Sure. What? Plays in the future. Sex could be in the future. Anything could. But that's got to be negotiated too. Okay? And as a dominant who is uh, interviewing uh, service submissives, you've got to make that clear. That's not part of the game. Okay? That is not what we are doing. All right? You are providing service to us at a party or at an event or in the home, because you want to become a valuable member of the community. Also very important, and another type of service as well, which we'll chat about in just another second. The other thing I was going to say in terms of of, uh, providing service, being of service, or I want to service you, it just drives me nuts, Um, (laughs) is um, we had the anticipatory service, which of course was really really, really important. Um, just to go back for a second. I was talking about Stephanie, and I was saying one of the things, a way to reward somebody such as Stephanie is going out to dinner with us, which is lovely. Okay, no question about it. Uh, Stephanie came to us and said, you know, uh, I don't play outside my own relationship, but boy, I just love hanging out in a, in a dungeon, and I've got like over 12 years of experience. Could I be the dungeon monitor in our dungeon? Mm-hmm. You sure can. Yes. Absolutely. That would be positively wonderful. And it gives you an opportunity to use your authority, like a uh, butler or a major domo. That's fabulous. Very, very good. Very, very helpful. We love that. Okay? So anything that helps me or uh-huh. right, makes my life easier is what I'm looking at, okay, in terms of service. It's just... Uh, so much. Oh a God, great way so to fun. be of service to the community is to volunteer at an event, at a big event. Especially if you're new. 
volunteering is a great way to meet people. Now, I'm, I would not suggest volunteering to be a DM. I would also not suggest volunteering to be a demo bottom. What I am suggesting is volunteering to work at the registration desk. Or how's this? With our boys at our house, um, we require them to perform service in the community. For example, at a big event, we require them to volunteer, for example, um, security. Yeah. Okay? Or um, uh, set up or break down. Yeah. Okay? Because we volunteer, we present... We might do a tea party even at an event or something along those lines. So we expect every member of our group, our mm-hmm. house, whatever it happens to be in your case, uh, to provide service to the community. And what better opportunity uh, than a three-day uh, weekend event to provide service to the community. It makes us proud of you and you are yes. proud of yourself because you have contributed. Yes. It's a wonderful Wonderful thing, absolutely. What are um, uh, some of the things uh, we want to talk about in terms of parties and events versus uh, everyday service? Very, very important in terms of um, multiple servers. And one of the servers is a major domo. You got to get it through your head right at the bat that you have to take the instruction from the major domo because your dominant, your mistress, your master has made it clear that's who is giving the instruction. So keep your mouth shut and just do it. Follow directions. Don't get into arguments. Just do as you're told. If something is happening that is so horrible, excuse yourself and take a break. Okay? And then come back and be ready to go back to where you were and deal with it. And then later on after the party or when we're all sitting around after some play in the dungeon or whatever and doing our post-mortem, you can say, you know, I just had a great time, but boy, oh boy, I just I just have so much difficulty connecting with uh, Sammy, who is the major domo. So is there anything else in the future that I can do when we're doing uh, an event with people, it's just communication. There you go. Always, and, and, always, and always. Kindness. Always. Don't go up to her and say, "Man, I feel used. I got taken advantage of." Don't go up to them all pissy and bent out of shape. You can be upset, but you can be upset in a way that makes you look good. Doesn't make you look like a nut that they're not going to invite back. Um, shit happens. Uh, the other thing is be very clear. Um, like the dominant, like this, the server who doesn't serve men. Be very clear. Uh, I only serve my mistress. I don't, I won't, will not serve anyone else. Right. And that's totally acceptable. And that's, yes. Has to be known. Has to be known. Because if another uh, uh, tea party guest says, uh, "Excuse me, I need a I need a spoon, please." He's not. He he's going to be like, I'm "Not doing that." Right. And there are ways to handle that, which is, "I'm so sorry. This is my position. This is my place during the party. I will get the attention of I will the alert. server for you." Exactly. I will alert. But don't server. harass the host. Or hostess of the party because you're pissed off 
or something along those lines. Yeah. It just does not work. Let's talk about dress and deportment. Okay, generally speaking, uh, your dominant, uh, your master, your mistress is going to tell you what they expect from you when you come over to clean the house. Can you wear your sissy maid outfit, your French maid outfit, or um, do you wear sweatpants and a t-shirt? Okay, depending if there's outdoor activities in which you are, are uh, uh, good at and you're going to be doing that and you're in full view of the neighbors, maybe that sissy made outfit is not such a great idea, okay? So you have to consider dress. Uh, it's important. It really is important because this is essentially, for all intents and purposes, a vanilla world. Uh, so we have to remember that. In terms of deportment, well, we just talked about the fact if you're pissed off about something, you make a really good deal of hiding it uh, and dealing with it later. Get it out of your head, do as you're told, and we can address it later on. Um, a really good dominant master mistress host will talk to staff prior to an event and try to make sure things like that do not happen, where the roles are very, very clearly defined. Uh -huh. So that you know, that is a possibility that that won't happen. Um, but when you're doing the one-on-one -on -one service in, in, in the home or whatever, and it is not a party or something along those lines, you take your lead from your master, mis mistress, or dominant, and you wear what you are told to wear. You can request to wear whatever it is you want, generally speaking. We allow whoever wants to wear whatever, go right ahead. It's a great opportunity for cross-dressers to have a tremendous amount of enjoyment in doing tasks that a lot of people don't want to know from because they're dressed in their thing while they do it. And it's so much fun to watch, may I add, particularly because they know they're being watched. They really get off on it. They really do. And it's fun. It really is fun. I think one of the best inventions for being very clear in what you'll do and not do is preparing what's called a service resume. A service resume. You got uh, so it. So you were trying to get that big job or that first job uh, or a better job. What do you do? You give the prospective employer a resume. And what does the resume tell you? It tells you your skills. There is no reason why you can't co-op that to become a service resume and the service resume is very similar to a work resume in that it's, it tells what your skills are. So you could put your, you know, uh, I'm good with planning. I'm good with serving. Um, I'm an excellent sous chef. Um, I'm very good with greeting people. Uh, you know, all these things. I'm an IT person. I'm, Can I'm, I help? I'm a landscaper. <laughs> there I'm you a, go. Um, the other thing that, that you wouldn't put on a, on an office or a work resume, but you can put on your service resume is things that you won't do. Uh, my limits are accounting, um, bathrooms, you know, things. And you don't have to be like, I'm not cleaning the bathroom, bitch. It's like, I, I would prefer not to clean bathrooms, but I'm very good at this. This I can do very well. Again, going with your strengths 
and let them know what your weaknesses right. are. A good example of that would be to say that uh, domestic duties are not my um, area of expertise. However, um, I'm a graduate of the uh, Naughty Bites cooking school with a concentration on baking. And I can bring some or bake at the home, whatever it is, incredible brownies that uh, your guests will be talking about for weeks. Beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm very, very good at shopping and preparing gluten-free meals, but please, uh, my expertise in kitchen and bathroom cleaning is not high. And uh, it would be better if you use my skills in another arena. Right. And there might be someone else who gives a service resume where they're like, oh, I love cleaning the kitchen. I love cleaning bathrooms. I love cleaning or I like this. Or I like... So you you take the person who makes these stupendous brownies and you let them make the brownies. And then you take the person who can't bake a fig to save their life in the kitchen, but loves cleaning and organizing the kitchen and the bathroom. That's right. Absolutely. You, or loves grocery shopping. I love whatever it is to you know, be. Yes, absolutely. Or we'll do the laundry and make sure every single one of those tablecloths and uh, linen napkins are ironed beautifully. And folded with those and fancy folded. swans. You know, absolutely. the way they make they, absolutely. they do that. So what you want to do with this service uh, <laughs> um, resume, a service resume, which you uh, can also include information that you would not put on a resume in the for the vanilla world, which is how old you are your marital status, whether or not you have children, and uh, whether or not you are employed, and what it is you do for a living without actually uh, putting in very much detail. This is a very... And you would not put an employer down. Right. This is very brief. That's right. This is very... (laughs) This is brief, and it is to give uh, the dominant a good idea of what you can do. So you give us a little bit of a summary of experience. Tell us you have provided major domo uh, duties at other tea parties. You've served as a waiter at two restaurants in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Very good information to have, right? Uh, You have um, uh, served um, a particular dominant couple uh, when you lived in Massachusetts, and it was very good. In fact, reference is available from them. Wonderful. Skill set. Microsoft Office, nobody's better at it than I am. Of course, that is not how you say it. You say my skill set includes Microsoft Office. I know every one of those uh, uh, parts, including Excel. Whoa, that's a valuable person, right? Without a doubt. Um, I'm an IT person, so give me anything that you need uh, help with in terms of a PC or uh, I design oh, websites. Fabulous. So you need a website right? for the tea party. Absolutely. Or, yes. And in terms of the community, on your service uh, resume, you can say that you are the member of, uh, you're a member of uh, TESS. You've been a member for many years. You're a member of, uh, of um, the gate. Uh, you provided security and helped with registration at Thunder in the Mountains or uh, Floating World, whatever it happens to be. And at the bottom of your uh, resume, you can say, I will provide uh, uh, references. They are gladly provided. And um, right then and there, you can say, however, uh, 
as much as I would like to provide service and find a position, a regular position, I am unable to relocate outside of the general Philadelphia area right now. And there you go. The other thing you should also put on the resume is specific times when you are absolutely not available. Absolutely. Uh, I am not available the first and third weekends, any first and third weekend uh, of any month, uh, because that's when I have my kids. There you go. Um, there, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, I'm not available on the first and third weekend of every month. Now, I want you to know that if you provide a skill set uh, resume, a service resume, to a potential uh, master, mistress, or dominant, they're going to be impressed with that. Yes. Because it's obvious that you are taking it seriously, and your mindset is where it needs to be. I mean, right? just the fact that, that you went through the trouble of creating this service resume... And crafting it and wording it correctly in the best possible light and then printed it out and took it with you that's the hard part it's like the follow through right uh print it's like leaving your coupons in the car which i always do <laughs> right um <laughs> and you think if you put them in the car you'll remember to take them into the store so just the fact that you wrote the resume printed it out brought it with you and gave it to the prospective house owner, says a, a commitment, a mindset that is all ready. And if you have person A who comes in with no resume and then person B who comes in with a resume, I, for one, is, go is going to look more highly on the person with the resume. Sure. Because they're... They've already proven to me that there is a commitment and a right. mindset there. And they're looking for something serious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you could just ask yourself, what what service skills do I have? What What is it that I'm good at? And generally speaking, those are the kinds of things that can be used within uh, the scene as well. No question about it. Let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of... Um, uh, dominant serving? Uh, can a dominant uh, act as a major domo or uh, as a head server? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because basically, what is the major domo doing? He's giving orders. So even though it, you, you think, well, it's not a submissive, he's still providing a service. So it is entirely possible to have service tops. Absolutely. Um, especially someone in a leadership position, right. let's say. And it's not that. a typical uh, definition of what a service top is, but it certainly is a service top. I have been to many parties where dominance will serve. I have served at a tea party. Um, sometimes your service staff doesn't, not everybody shows, and you need an extra pair of hands. Yep. Well, you're not going to stand everybody on ceremony. Everybody pitches in, and that's part of the process. It's part of the way we do things. One of the most successful tea parties that I ever had was 20 years ago, and uh, it was in a huge, huge dungeon in Philadelphia, and our major domo was uh, probably the most well-known top in Philly. 
And we knew he was going to be phenomenal. First of all, he, he, he requested the, uh, the job. He wanted to do the job for us as a happy birthday for uh, my partner and I at the time. Uh, because we were doing the tea party as a birthday party, which I thought was a lovely gift on his end. How lovely of you to act in a service uh, role for us for our birthday. It was just terrific. And I, of course, I have to tell you that he was a terrific major domo. <laughs> he didn't brook any <laughs> nasty or anything else for that matter. And he kept that entire service staff on its toes throughout the entire, not just tea party, but the play party that followed. It was really quite amazing. So yes, don't stand on ceremony in that regard. If you need to pitch in as the dominant, go ahead and pitch in. Uh, generally speaking, service submissives who will be around you will try to make sure that you don't and that you don't have to or whatever. But if you have to, then you just have to do whatever it is. Then, then that you've got to do. No question about it. Do you have any last uh, topics or comments before we wrap up this episode? Well, what I do want to say is that um, uh, protocols are important in things like this because when you're serving in a person's house, okay, there are things that people want done a certain way. When you are serving at a party, there are things that people want done a certain way. So it is very important, just like everything else we do in the scene. I mean, I don't know how many times to say this, but it is so true. Negotiation and communication is paramount. Don't expect, because this sissy mate has served at other tea parties, that they're going to walk into your house and know exactly what to do. Make it very, very clear what the expectations are, including dress, deportment, the activities, what is expected, and that at some point or another, the appreciation for a job well done, okay, is going to come your way and can fit oh, a lot of different ways it could be shown. But we are extremely, as dominants, extremely grateful for service submissives. They make our lives so much easier. And we are so grateful and we treasure and uh, adore, okay, a service submissive, that person and me or a different dominant, whatever it happens to be, are going to be a long-term story. And that's how you make yourself valuable in the scene. And that's how you get your ass into the right place with a dominant woman, may I add. Be of service to me in my environment. I'm not going to let you go. I have been, I consider myself a service submissive. Uh, I consider myself even your service submissive because we did Naughty Noel together. And I planned everything, took care of the reservations, took care of the tickets, took care of the classes, took care of the handouts, took care of the the activities that and we boy, facilitated. And boy, did you make yourself invaluable. Absolutely. Uh, I reveled in in and you were so appreciative i had the pens i had the paper i had the cardboard backing so that people wouldn't have to struggle to write and and i thought of everything and packed it all and planned it all and all you had to do was show up and teach (laughs) that's right because i was standing behind you that's right 
Making you look good. That's right. And it was wonderful. And to know that there's somebody who's got your back, boy, I mean, what more can you ask for, really, out of anybody? And this is, uh, like I said, you want to make yourself valuable in the scene. If you are really suffering, I can't find anybody, I can't find any. Work on being Think a servicer. About that. Yeah, work on being Try a servicer. It. Try it. Never See where it goes. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, it's going to go in the right place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is something to consider. Mm-hmm. You can try it out. You can do it a little bit here and there. See if you like it. See how you feel. How does it make you feel when you make someone else happy. Right. That to me is is the best reward. Read about it, go to uh go to classes, yeah. uh the big events generally have service classes, read about it, see what's up there, uh uh ask about it, talk to people, go to a munch, say has anybody done service? What kind of service have you done? Etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's a great way to get yourself really right smack in there. Well, in closing, how can people who have questions want to know more about service? How can they get in touch with us? Oh, we want questions. We want comments, as I said a little bit earlier. How about emailing us at tkw at kinky, twokinkywomen.com. Email us at tkw at twokinkywomen.com. I said that twice because it's two kinky women. And it's always the numeric, too. Yes, it is. And sign up for the email newsletter while you're at it. But we want your comments. We want your questions. What did you find interesting about this? Is it, is, does it sound right to you? Is this for you? How do you get started? Ask us. Yes. Ask us. And we'll be very happy to tell you. You can um, find us, uh, everybody, on our homepage at uh, twokinkywomenpodcast.com. Read our diary. The uh, mistress's diary, little pieces of that have been appearing and uh, will be appearing even more so. And I promise you, they are hot. In any event, (laughs) Midnight Ladies also got some diary excerpts as well. And boy, they're great. You can download the free infographic having to do with whatever this month's topic was. And uh, we're two kinky women. We want you. To be kinky, too. Yes, we do, without a doubt. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. See you again next time.